Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, in our triumphant return to the podcasting world, we are talking about the great movie, National Treasure. Benjamin Franklin Gates, you are undertaking the duty of the family Gates to find the most spectacular treasure in history. It grew throughout the ages and moved across continents until it was hidden by America's founding fathers who left clues to the treasure's location right before our eyes. The unfinished pyramid, the all-seeing eye, are telling us something. Keeping this treasure safe, Benjamin, is your destiny. The first one, not the second one. No book of secrets today. Maybe another episode. Uh, But yeah, we're back. Cody, how's it feel? How's it feel to be back? Yes, who's back? <laughs> back good, good. Uh, feels good, man. Yeah, how long has it been since we recorded? Like two, three months. Yeah, our last our last the... episode came out on September seventh, so it has almost been two months since <laughs> the last one aired. Yeah, basically but... just starting a, a new season at the end of the season, which I kind of like. But uh, yeah, you know how's it going, man? Haven't haven't uh, haven't been podcasting for a while. Kind of sad. Yeah, you know we we we're busy guys. I mean, you you just moved uh little yeah. life update maybe you want to tell people what's going on with you yeah no i have officially entered the real world uh moved to indianapolis the, out of your mom's basement <laughs> yeah you know moving moving in uh, to your mom's basement and moving out of your mom's basement they both have perks uh you know i'm just dealing with the you know just living life now interesting update actually uh welcome to my real life problems i have to go get a shower curtain because my apartment doesn't have one, and I, I took a shower this morning without a shower curtain, and now my bathroom is fucking soaked. Uh, excuse my language, sorry. Uh, I haven't done a podcast for a while. But yeah, that's why my, my life's sick. How, how's your life going, Corbin? Uh, well, to be fair, I don't think we've ever held back from cursing on this show, but... Yeah, uh, I didn't want to start it that early. I'm sorry. You know, sorry I, if the kids are listening, but yeah, having a having a shower curtain that is something you don't think about. I guess I'm sure more things will come up, and you'll have to let us know what kind of adult purchases you have to make, like a shower <laughs> curtain. Uh, life's been good for me. I've just been honestly, for being honest, this hiatus has been mostly my fault. Uh, I've been insanely busy these last couple months, but uh, semester's winding down here in November. Just got a couple weeks left, and uh, I really wanted it. The big thing is you just got to get back into it. So we did this episode. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll get back on the track of things. And uh, it's funny. Uh, Carter, Carter messaged me and said, did I kill your podcast? <laughs> he was, he was our last <laughs> guest. True. I honestly, that was probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Uh, that was a good then, episode. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think he killed it though. And, uh, but we're back. We're resurrected. Carter, the killer though. Yeah. The assassin. Very Sniped strange. us from out of nowhere. Dude. Disrespectful. Yeah. No scope. So uh, this episode, you know, we, we actually watched National Treasure. It's probably been a couple of weeks <laughs> since I watched it and, and probably about two months since Cody watched it. But Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I watched this about a week um, after I think we recorded the, that episode with Carter. So it's been a, a good couple of months since I've seen this movie, but it's just engraved in my mind over time. It's so, a classic. Uh, Who doesn't remember? I mean, it's American history. So if you don't know American that history, is true. you don't know this movie. 
when I was in elementary school, I just threw out my history books and just watched this movie and over and over again and look where I am today. So, I definitely yeah. at one point, I don't know, remember what grade, but we watched this movie in history class. I think seventh yeah, we grade, <laughs> we watched National Treasure. So I think I watched this in like sixth grade and then in eighth grade, we watched a sequel. Mm. So big two year gap there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, this was my pick. I mean, what a so, pick! For so me. why did you my pick goodness. it? Getting into I mean, our first category. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, I think it's just a childhood favorite of mine. Like I said, seen it a ton. Also, Nicolas Cage is just you know a, a historical genius, um, and you know anything that comes out of his mouth, you know, you just need to internalize and and really think about over time. So I figured, you know, we're a little bit older now. We should revisit this movie see how uh, much we we missed about history and uh yeah I, I don't know it's just one of my my childhood favorites yeah i mean a movie where your main character is named ben gates i mean <laughs> doesn't get much better than that i mean i believe it's benjamin history. franklin gates yeah classic yeah. uh so so getting into our initial thoughts uh after re-watching this movie like you said you know it's a childhood mm-hmm. favorite come back to it uh, I can get us started. This Go is just a, just a strange movie, just an odd one for them to make. You know, I don't think it's based on anything other than American history. <laughs> there's no source text. Uh, there's no greater IP here. Uh, it's not a movie that I think gets made today. You know, this is what 2006, correct? Uh, sure. 2004, 2005. I think 2006 oh, is a This is a 2004 movie that is kind of just a relic of its time. Nicolas Cage in hindsight has had a very strange career uh both prior and after uh the events of this movie but something i want to talk about is this movie it 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 has a very idealistic view of america and i think in something that you probably wouldn't make today like even if they made movies like this where there's no ip and there's no like greater previous story that will bring people in i just don't think people like america as much as they did in <laughs> 2004, as much as they did in this movie. Uh, th- there's a very positive view of uh, a lot of historical figures who, in hindsight, not great people. And uh, if you think about all this treasure that they find in this movie, probably stolen <laughs> from, uh, you know, a lot of other cultures. And uh, in hindsight, maybe maybe not the best thing. It's a very 2004 movie in that case. Uh, if this is true, if the, if the treasure exists, then... Sign me up. I'll find it. Bull. Someone I don't find that. That is actually really funny. Uh, I think you just ruined this movie for me. <laughs> I'd never thought about that at all. This treasure was definitely like, you know, Pillaged. brought to, brought together in the worst way humanly possible. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, thanks for ruining the movie for me. But <laughs> They donate it though. They donate it back. I mean, they donate it to a bunch that of white true. museums and I guess they donate to the Cairo Museum. And, yeah, but supposedly. Everything in museums is also stolen. <laughs> yeah. I love Black Panther. Uh, but yeah, uh, my initial thoughts. I got a few. Uh, my first one is the opening scene um, where it's like the grandpa telling the story to, to the little kid. I always thought that was a strange way to open it. I feel like if it wasn't a Disney movie, um, it, it would have been open just like normally. But I do like the grandpa. I forget the actor's name. He's, he's some old guy. He's in uh, Knives Out or whatever. Um, but yeah, Plummer. I feel Christopher like, Plummer. Yeah, Plummer. He's dead I feel like now. that's just, yeah, he died recently, actually. So RIP. Uh, maybe it was last year. Oh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That just always seemed like really out of place because the rest of the movie, there's no, there's no like heart. 
and that's such a heart scene the ending is which i'll talk about is just nicholas cage just like being a dick to uh, sean bean there's no heart at the end of the movie which i i thought was weird direction um also yeah uh just the direction in general is very interesting there's a lot of long nicholas cage uh, monologues about you know history or whatever there's always these i don't know if you notice this uh, there's always these weird like whooshing noises when doing cuts like they'll cut to something else and it goes whoosh, like whoosh. like when they change locations <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i always thought that was really stupid and then during like all the heisty scenes there's this like super loud background music it's like when you go to like a free sound website and you're like heist music <laughs> exactly i think the editing you know, the the background music is is a little stuff in this movie but overall I, I mean it's just a fun adventure movie with like a goofy nicholas cage which i think is a golden combo especially when you're a kid uh it's also got a decent cast around him uh you know sean bean john voight harvey this Keitel. is dude yeah the cast of this movie is baffling honestly <laughs> how Diane does kruger she's not bad either. harvey Keitel in this movie to just play an fbi yeah. agent for like <laughs> What is he on set for like a week? <laughs> yeah, he had like three scenes. It is strange how good of a how good of actors they got. But you know, it, this movie knows what it is, I think, which makes it a lot better. It, it's not trying to be anything serious other than that opening scene. And uh, yeah, I, it doesn't hold up great today, but you know, I, I'll still watch it again if I'm being honest. So yeah, those are my initial thoughts. It's a very, I mean, it's a very campy movie, and like similar yeah. to like other t- early 2000s films that like come out of similar especially like disney type movies uh live action and i guess i don't know if at the time it was really trying to do that intentionally so or it just in hindsight <laughs> it kind of fits into that <laughs> like this is this is a little campy and it is what it is but we're gonna we're gonna enjoy the the heist music that's that's blaring over the heist and <laughs> in hindsight you know it's a little strange yeah but. I hope they're trying to be campy, but uh, maybe they were. Who knows? Ask Nick Cage. It's. I think it. The way we perceive Nick Cage now as an actor, I think only exemplifies that factor. Like, makes it more, more campy. Uh, that is true. Because I mean, you have like what the the Wicker Man is after this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah two thousand. I think it was like twenty. So oh, okay, I think yeah. that's like the full meme of Nicolas Cage. So he's not quite there yet. But now in, peak. in 2021, He's... looking at Nicolas Cage in this movie is, is just funny. He was peaking at this time. He wasn't at the climax. It's true. He was on the up. He was on his way up, yeah. Is this his peak? Is this I'd the best the... movie he's ever been in? Maybe. Uh, maybe. People like Con Air a lot. Right? Yeah, Con Air is good. What do you say? That we, uh, step away from the bunny. Something like that. <laughs> That's not a bad movie. Huh? John Malkovich. Um, but yeah, it's got to be in his top top two or three i'd say pretty easily have you have you heard about the the nicholas cage movie pig <laughs> no i haven't heard of pig uh it came out cop? this year uh, no he's not a cop he's a <laughs> farmer and he has a, uh, a truffle pig. it's like john wick but instead of a dog there's a pig oh, like someone wow. steals this dude's pig i'll have to check it out goes on like a killing spree it was supposed to be pretty good it came out this past summer but i never got a chance to check it out so oh <laughs> I definitely won't watch that movie. <laughs> or the, the great movie Willy's Wonderland, which is like uh, Nick Cage, but Five Nights at Freddy's. 
And <laughs> this is in a this is like a two hour yeah. movie where Nick Cage does not say a single word the entire film. Wow. Like other characters I bet that's talk, a masterpiece. but he does not speak. And then he kills like animatronic Chuck E. Cheese type characters that are murdering teenagers having sex. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Classic. Check it out. It oh, shout out to wow. Liam. Liam loves the movie. He's the shout only out reason. Liam for, for watching that. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. Um Let's move on to our stupidest part. You stupid. I have uh, two things here, uh, but you want to get it started? Yeah, I have a few. Um, one, most of them revolve around one scene in particular. Mm. Uh, and it's the scene pretty early on, actually, where they dig up dig up the big boat. Ah, yes. Me as well. And, uh, yeah, the, the first part of it is it's pretty obvious. Uh, right when they start digging, they just miraculously end up Thinking, you know, the name of the ship, which I mean, is interesting in concept, but you know, in execution, <laughs> makes no sense at all. Um, and then after that, you know, just continuing on this scene, Nick Cage, for some reason, when they get that that first clue, he just, you know, for some reason, just stabs himself <laughs> and uses blood as ink. You know, they could have just waited, you know, gone out, get out of the cold. Then he would have had leverage, anyways. They're not stuck in this ship. Uh, so not not smart there from Nick Cage, and then lastly, I mean, how do they not all die in that in that room of gunpowder? Sean Bean, you know, he does have good hands. He caught the the stick, but then it all lay on fire anyways. They're all dead in two seconds. Um, that's just like that's half my dumb part all rolled in one. Uh, sorry if I stole yours there, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hop over to you. What you got? Well, the, th- the first thing I wrote down is that that boat explosion is ex- insanely huge, and there's yes. no way anyone survives. <laughs> uh, and I think that's any person could identify that fact. But I think something you mentioned there's a lot of luck that goes into this movie. <laughs> they, sure, Nicholas Cage, uh, Benjamin Franklin oh, yeah. Gates is a great uh, treasure hunter, but also just a very lucky guy <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that happen i mean they're, they're searching like the entire north pole for a ship with a metal detector and they finally find it like okay sure but i guess that's what years of effort gets you um my my second thing is uh i think it's when they go to philadelphia and there's the whole clue about like the shadow of the building will land on like where they need to go the yeah. thing is like with the way our earth revolves around the sun shadows Uh-oh. do not stay in the same place every time like yes at a certain time a shadow will be pointed a certain direction but in may it'll be different from the direction it points in december so they just got really lucky that the exact time of year that they needed to be there and see this hit the right location uh they were able to get the treasure but it would not be in the same location throughout the year so that's just some some bs some movie bs right there oh i respect that hey we got a shadow expert in the booth here. <laughs> hey i know my uh, my uh revolutions around the sun that is, that is probably true i didn't think about that i did have another thing with that um whole philadelphia scene uh i think the dumbest part of the movie is where nicholas cage uh, uses a water bottle as a magnifying glass <laughs> to, to to look at what time they need to see in the hundred dollar bill. I mean that's classic Nick Cage, but that that is pretty stupid. I also did want to um, talk about just the premise of the movie and how hard do you actually think it would be to steal the Declaration of Independence? Um, 
because they have two different ways and you know nothing really ever happens to them at all which is interesting i mean no one has probably ever tried to steal the declaration of independence but i don't know i feel like it would be a little bit harder than that i, f- I like based off this movie i feel like me and you could steal the declaration of independence right because they're not like they're not bank robbers they're just history like yeah <laughs> nicholas cage just steal it like i don't they know where he gets these skills cameras. yeah they hacked a couple cameras and nick cage just you know went, went james bond which i and mean he, isn't that hard to do i guess yeah he, so I'm not I'm not sure if that's a dumb part or not because maybe it is that easy to steal declaration of independence and nobody's tried it. So yeah, I'm not sure about that, but that is the premise of the movie. To be fair, yeah, that is, that is dumb. Moving on to our favorite scene. She is very gorgeous to me. Uh, talking about the Declaration of Independence heist, that personally is my favorite scene. I mean, as stupid as it is, I think it's just yes, the music is bad, but it's just the most fun scene in the whole movie. Because you're like, oh, what are they going to do? Is he going to escape? And then the part where he has to pay for it at the gift shop because she thinks that he's <laughs> trying to steal a copy version and then he pays for it. Uh, I, I just think that that's pretty funny. So that's my favorite scene. That was a good scene. Yeah, no, I had that down as well mine as well. Um, I think um, them shooting at the at the bulletproof glass is, is iconic. I love that part for some reason. Um, but my, my pick for best scene is it's, it's near the very end. So I'm going to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it. Um, it's where Sean Bean is getting arrested and, you know, Harvey Cattell's great. He says, blah, 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 whatever. And then Nick Cage just peeps out of the shadows. <laughs> it gives a little smile, a little wink. I mean, if that isn't like the most iconic best thing in this movie i don't know what it is every time i see that i start crying laughing because it's so funny so well, i don't cheesy, know and i but it I doesn't it. make all because how do they beat him there <laughs> like, i don't know because <laughs> nick cage goes he's like do you have any forces in boston and then yeah. like so yeah they so can just cut anybody out to arrest him but harvey Keitel and nick cage are there <laughs> maybe they're planning out how to break into um like a church for you know 48 hours i yeah, doubt I that because it's sean bean um but yeah i love that scene just just a little smirk nick cage got just a classic classic good guy stuff there great guy nick cage for sure all right um moving on who can act wow who's who can act in this movie cody i'm gonna take the obvious pick here and uh give it to my boy sean bean Mm. you know he doesn't he doesn't die in this movie which is great. You know, you know, every other movie he's in, Lord of the Rings, uh, James Bond, whatever else he's in, he's known for dying. Um, and he is a great villain as well. He does that a lot as well. But, I mean, he just eats up the scene. He dies in the movie. first season of Game of Thrones. Oh, that is true. Yeah, like the first couple episodes, I think. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but, yeah, he, uh, you know, I just think he's super menacing. He has respect for the hero as well, which I think is an interesting dynamic and an interesting pick for the villain someone who's like half working with with uh nicholas cage half the movie but obviously he's going to turn on him at every point um and yeah i mean out of the actors in this movie to pick from uh sean beats the obvious choice i also had nicholas cage for an honorable mention because it's not his worst performance um and the cast i think they play off of nick cage pretty pretty decently which i feel like also doesn't happen at all and yeah, i mean he eats up like all of those history lines he eats that shit up um so he did his best so an honorable mention to, to nick cage as well 
but yeah, definitely Sean Bean. Fair enough. My, uh, my can act, we we've talked about him already. It's uh, Harvey Keitel. Uh, yeah. Just a, a legendary actor in his own right. And uh, very strange that he shows up when, when he showed up in the movie, I was like, I don't remember him being in this movie. Why is he in this movie? And uh, it's just a flex for him. So he can say he was in a national treasure. Good for Harvey Keitel. What about at the end where he <laughs> he reveals he's a Quaker or whatever? Do you, do you like that part? <laughs> he said he was a Mason, not a Quaker. Oh, Mason! That's <laughs> I can't remember. The yeah, name. he's he's been sec- he's been secretly uh, rooting for him the whole time. Scene. Yeah, great dialogue there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to who can't act. Uh, Let's hear yours. I'm pulling someone out that I know you're not a fan of, based on our holes holes podcast. I'm gonna say John yeah. Voight in this movie. Oh. oh my god, he's terrible in holes. I forgot he's even in holes. Like, yeah, he's Mr. That Sir. Every... Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, in in this movie, I don't think he has a lot to do, but basically all he does is just whine and complain about, you know, how he doesn't want to find the treasure, and then finally he's like, "I gave away the silence, do good letters." <laughs> he's just an old man, and he has nothing, no heart, no no love. He's just. He's an old man. He sucks. He's just petty in this movie. And then at the end, he's like finally wants to contribute. And it's too late. Too late, Grandpa. Fuck that dude. <laughs> wow. Going against Mr. Sir like that. Who do you think can act? Uh, I have a couple here. Uh, the first one is uh, his name's Justin Bartha. He's that guy from The Hangover who gets lost. Uh, he's Riley in this movie. He's actually pretty memorable in this movie, but I mean, He's just not a good comedic sidekick. I don't. I don't think at Dude, all. Dude, I hate his character so much. Yeah, I mean his character's alright. I don't like the performance at all. He's just not funny. He's not smart. He his plays it as are, if the jokes are bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's his the, fault, but yeah, the jokes are also bad. That's probably writing's fault. But I mean, he's always like acting shocked or acting stressed by what Nicolas Cage is doing. He's always at like a hundred percent. I feel like, and he just can't match Nicolas Cage like physically. I don't think in, in that sort of context. So I said he was, he's probably the worst. I also had Diane Kruger town. Um, I'm not sure if she had the same accent that she had in, in Inglorious Bastards, um, but it kind of sounded like it. It kind of sounded like she was trying to do a low-key German accent in this, which was an interesting choice. Well, actually, I don't even know. Maybe she is German, so maybe I shouldn't say that. But um, she, has an, she has a decent American accent. I think I've heard it before. But anyways, yeah, I just don't buy her and Nicolas Cage together. Oh, they have no chemistry. And she's just like being a snarky asshole the entire movie, which I don't count as a good performance. So yeah, I went with two of the, like the side characters, the guy from The Hangover and the chick from Glorious Bastards. Come on, do better. Yeah, I agree. I I really don't like uh, the Riley character. And I agree that uh, Nate, uh, Justin there is is definitely always trying too hard. And he's like really trying yeah. to, like you said, play up like the shy, like nerdy, but then also... I, I don't even get what the like. Where does this dude come from? Why is he involved? Why is he like obsessed with Nicolas Cage? It's that is it's a true. lot of questions. No explanation needed, I guess. But yeah. yeah, the age difference there is, I feel like, pretty severe. There should be some sort of line, just throwaway line of how they met or something. But that is weird. And I Maybe guess at the beginning, he's like actually, a, he's like a he's tech like, guy, you, right? He's like, where did you find this kid or something? And then he's like, don't worry about it. I feel like, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I just didn't hear the line, but you are right there. Also, just the the relationship between 
Nick Cage and Diane Kruger is so unbelievable. And I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's literally just like, oh, we need to have a love interest and like have but they it's so unnecessary and there's like no chemistry between them whatsoever. <laughs> when they when they start making out in the the tunnel or whatever, that's so cringy. That's the there's worst really thing nothing that leads up to it, or like indicates yeah. that that should happen, other than like just knowing kiss that Which just I guess creepy creepy old man kissing her. I don't know. In the second one, they kind of like split up at the uh, so. Yeah, exactly. They they're have not no meant chemistry. to be. <laughs> they can't even play their couple. They have to split them up for the next movie. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back with the recast. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. And we're back. Okay, Cody. So I have basically, uh, if I were to recast the whole movie, mm-hmm. I like that. So, uh, I'll, I'll let you get started. I, I don't know where you're coming from, but you, you okay. take it away and then I'll, I'll come in hot with the full movie recast. <laughs> all right i got two picks first off i'm going after the head honcho going after the director uh i didn't even write his name down two uh like a month ago so i'm not gonna look it up <laughs> he has john a- turtle taub oh i think that's the guy from uh transformers the the crazy guy you know i'm talking about the guy who gets peed on by bumblebee <laughs> but uh okay yeah, yeah he he hasn't he hasn't not made a ton of great movies sequel pretty good for me um i i wrote down here that he made cool runnings which is an all-time classic so i hope that's true because that's a hell of a movie i'm that might be my next pick honestly he did direct um, cool runnings hell yes okay so respect to this guy but i'm gonna give it to spielberg see what he's got um uh, this is my serious answer obviously it's a cop out but i think he actually could have made an interesting movie here some more interesting themes not just this this dumb history movie um that's my serious answer uh let's go let's move quickly on to my stupid answer uh, i'm getting rid of justin bartha for obvious reasons and you know i just want somebody who's experienced in a quirky and funny side character uh so you know what i'm going for rain wilson <laughs> i i want a real nerd in the role not some fake nerd rain wilson brings credibility to this movie and, rain you know, wilson I, 2004 or yes yes rain nice. wilson what, what was he making like uh what's that movie called uh super have you seen that movie well it's like a year that before totally, the office aired so well there you go also seasonal in the office even better but yeah i mean throw dwight in here off of nicholas cage i mean i think this movie gets like 10 times better just that ridiculous combo together uh yeah why not Justin Bartha's shit, so let's try out Wayne Wilson. I like but yeah, that. I want to hear your recast of the entire movie. Get rid of get rid of Justin Bartha. Um, I will say that you know, uh, the Da Vinci Code, not a movie I've seen, but not me neither. It's kind of a heist, not a heist. It's like a a mystery movie. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. similar. So it's Ron Howard, it? Ron Howard oh, okay. directed that. So you know, nice. maybe let Ron Howard direct uh, this movie. But my my cast so isn't, I, isn't uh, uh isn't uh what's the movie called? What'd you just say? The Da Vinci, the Code? Da Vinci Code. Isn't that movie terrible? I don't know. I think it's got Tom <laughs> Hanks. It's, it's, really, it's probably better than this movie. <laughs> All right, got a six point six on IMDb. This movie has a six point nine. So, what's hey. a guy on Ron? Okay, so, I told you this movie's better. There you go. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> this sorry. Movie's I not great. <laughs> okay. Worry. So, 
You know, I I think Sean Bean's okay, but I'm not a huge Sean Bean fan. So wow. I wanted to start by replacing Sean Bean. So that's where mm-hmm. I started. And then the rest of it came with it. Sean Bean kind of reminds me of Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Uh, I don't know why. I guess they're two like British white dudes and they kind of have a similar menacing presence to them. So if we're going to put Kenneth Branagh as the villain of this movie, I say we go, uh, what's another movie where Kenneth Branagh is the villain? Tenet, obviously. Oh, yeah. We're going to go for the Tenet, the Tenet recast here. So we're going to replace Diane Kruger with a different uh, foreign blonde woman in Elizabeth Debicki. She's cool. And then uh, this is where things get a little dicey. We're going to take Robert Pattinson and we're going to make him Riley. (laughs) Okay. And then John David Washington gets to be Ben Gates, which is where things might become a little problematic because if you take the history and go back uh, with the way African-American people were treated in the 1700s, uh, you know, you might yeah. have to rework the story, but you could potentially rework it in a way that uh, makes the story better as a whole. You know, you have like mm-hmm. some sort of uh, African-American man in, in the in the north during this time, then gets to uh, reclaim the treasure for uh, in, in spite of all the terrible things the American people have done to people of color over the years. So could be an interesting twist oh yeah i don't i don't I like know that. about uh him being named benjamin franklin gates and and, and uh john adams and all that his, his family being <laughs> so closely tied to the founding fathers but i think that might create a a more interesting conversation and uh that's probably more a modern version of this movie that could be made so that's my take replaces me with the tenant cast <laughs> uh, i can actually see that movie no christopher no one, nolan though no please. one has to direct though yeah <laughs> No, no, thank you. <laughs> he can he can direct the direct his Oppenheimer uh, biopic. Yeah, what he's doing with Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yeah. yeah, I'll see it. So yeah, that's my. I think I think the place that this really falls is the Robert Pattinson as the Riley character. I, I he's too cool to yeah. play that little weird nerd. So might have to do some rewriting there as well. But I think otherwise, it's all hits, no misses. Should have made Rob Pat the villain. Let Kenneth Brown a direct. Oh, there we go. If this was Shakespeare, <laughs> then sure. Uh, moving, moving on to Welcome to the Academy. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. What are we awarding this movie? I'll take it away with the first one. Most American <laughs> movie of all time. Nice. It's up there. What are other American movies? I don't even know. The Patriot. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Cool uh, Runnings. <laughs> cool Runnings. <laughs> that's, about, that's about National Jamaica. Treasure that's Two. About, that, I think Cool Runnings is about Jamaica, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of the whole point of the movie. Miracle on Ice. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I was just gonna say. That. I think uh, this and Miracle on Ice tie. Birth of a Nation. That's back. a pretty American movie. No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. My first one, um, I think this is the clear, clear winner. We have the creepiest runner of all time for Nicolas Cage's run after Diane Kruger <laughs> in the last shot of the movie. I mean, what is he doing? He's not moving his legs. He's, he's not man. moving his arms, but his body is moving. I don't understand <laughs> how he does. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up the clip of him running. It's very strange. Um, another one I have, the most useless historical facts. 
every line out of Nicolas Cage's mouth is just something I didn't need to know. But now I, I will know for the rest of my life. I don't need to know about Charlotte. I don't need to know about the censors and the Declaration of Independence. But I know all these things now. Thanks to this movie. So I think it deserves an Oscar for that, too. Uh, moving on, I, I'm going to give it the award for the worst wooden staircase in a movie. Uh, I don't know of any other bad wooden staircases. Probably some scary movies have some rough wooden staircases. Maybe the staircase mm. that Harry lived under. That one kind of sucked in Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. Worst wooden staircase. This one was really bad. RIP to that goon who just fell down like a, <laughs> <Seriously>, <laughs> like a, a thousand feet. And then they get to the bottom and it's not even that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did have one more. I couldn't think of another movie with a cooler torch. The National Treasure. I think it might actually have the coolest torch. That is a badass torch. It's got the, the spiral and that shit just lights up. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of anything else, honestly, from, uh, from for the Oscars. So we're giving it to that, too. And then the, the final one for me is most ridiculous heist. So uh, definitely not the best heist, but the most absurd one, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably give it that as well. I like that. The, the Logan Lucky heist is pretty absurd, if we're being honest. But yeah, but they actually are kind of smart. Yeah. These guys just walk in. These guys just walk in and take the Declaration of Independence. Well, they they shine a laser at it and make it go down <laughs> for cleaning. <laughs> wow, that's big brain. How do they? Also, they don't have security cameras. They can't see this giant ass green laser. Maybe follow that guy. He might know where the declaration's at. I don't know. Well, also, the only thing, the only reason that they catch him is just because he used his credit card. Credit cards. <laughs> like, that's that's the thing. It's it's nothing else. That is such a boneheaded move, though, too. Come on, dude. Like, freaking first-time heisters he, here. He didn't have any cash, man. He had to buy the declaration. Just go to the ATM. Well, then there's someone, you use the ATM. ATM. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to our woo- weird movie details trivia. Naked grandma. Naked, huh? I have three questions here. Oh wow, I have two. All right, um, one of them is really easy. Also, to be fair, my questions are not about the movie; they are about American history because this movie is <laughs> this movie is American history. So I'm gonna test That's you. Ball. Test oh, you on man. some American history. <laughs> all right, you go for it. Let's hear it. <clears throat> I don't have multiple choice for these, but I can make them up if we need it. So, All right. number one, how many people were killed in the Salem witch trials? <laughs> I'm terrible with numbers. Uh, how many witches? I don't know why, but the first number I thought of was 11. But I feel would, like it's probably more than that. Would you like choices? Yeah, sure. Give me choices. 11? <laughs> it's not 11. 20 or 25? I'm getting baited into saying 11, but I'm still going to say it. <laughs> I mean, it's like 25, but I'm saying 11. It's 25. Oh, 20 my. people were executed and five more died in jail. Well, Fun so fact, though, nobody was burnt at the stake in the Salem witch trials. They were mostly all hanged and a couple, one person was crushed by rocks. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick Cage. Let's hear another fun fact from you. Oh, you don't want to ping pong here? You don't want to ask your question? Fine. I'll ping pong. All right. My my first question is actually not about this movie either. It's about the, it's about the sequel. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so how, the only thing I remember you... is the the uh, 
the mind the faces what's it called mount rushmore <laughs> i just well, remember the my, treasures behind mount rushmore that's uh that's what my question was about so i'm gonna switch it uh, <laughs> what was the question right. what was the question well the question was um what national landmark was the last you know whatever found mount rushmore um, let's fucking go i'm the guy yeah, yeah i'm switching it now because you just answered that okay what what did they find in mount rushmore did they find I gotta come up with choices now? Um, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm just, I, I sorry again. I'm just gonna say my normal question because I got funny answers. All right, in the sequel, what national landmark was the golden city hidden underneath? Was it Alcatraz? Was it the Statue of Liberty? Was it Mount Rushmore? Or was it the Cincinnati Zoo? Well, you know, a lot of big things have happened at all those locations. Alcatraz obviously housed uh <laughs> many a criminal i don't i don't know if they would have uh necessarily built a, a city under alcatraz but that's fair uh although you know it doesn't make a lot of sense that they would have a golden city in north dakota either but that's true that seems likely again ellis island and uh liberty island you know those that you know historically that would make more sense and of course the cincinnati zoo is the location of a terrible tragedy in the death of harambe so <laughs> Uh, all great they built options. It for, hint, they built it for Harambe. That's but my answer is going to be Mount Rushmore because nothing yeah. good happens in Ohio. Yeah, you might be right there. Uh, yeah, you messed up my question, but uh, fair enough. You got it right. All right, let's hear your next fun fact. <clears throat> when was the Declaration of Independence signed? You think I'm stupid or something? <laughs> july 4th 1776 july 17th 1776 august 2nd 1776 august 4th 1776 when was it signed when was it signed what do you mean <laughs> when was like this is a trick question when was it signed it, it should be like when was it first signed or when was it last signed? when was it signed <laughs> i'm just gonna say like all the people john hancock <laughs> thomas jefferson john adams everybody who signed the declaration when did they get together and sign it i feel like it's not gonna be july 4th just to, just to, by the way you're saying it. so july 4th maybe it was when it was created but they all didn't sign it on that day <laughs> I, i'm i don't have the time to go through the options i'm just gonna say july 4th 1776. Ah, it's August 2nd. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> the final draft was completed July 4th, 1776, but it was not actually signed until nearly a month later. Were you there? You have no proof. You weren't there. Ratified right? August 2nd, 1776. All right, what's your next question? You're 0 for 2. Yeah, yeah, tough. Um, yeah, my next one is, uh, is about the movie. Um, See, so you remember uh, when the Charlotte blew up and they were stuck there and nick cage says oh there's a mile not too far away uh how many miles away was the village that they had to walk to after sean bean blew up the charlotte it's like do you have options here yeah i'll give you options is it um i got i i didn't come up with options i gotta strategically place it here is it <laughs> is it seven eight nine or eleven i thought it was nine is what I was mm -hmm. going to go with before options. So I'm going to say nine. Wow. Yeah, it's nine. Uh, 
Uh, you're two for two this week, but I don't know how you did it. But uh, Especially because I watched this movie game. like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's an impressive game. I don't know if I... And I haven't seen that. the second one <laughs> in probably years. So. I should have made the question about the sequel harder. Yeah, um, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> yeah ask enough. me questions about a movie we didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> you're asking me historical questions. You live in America. <laughs> What was the first governing document of the newly created United States that was later replaced by the U.S. Constitution? There are no oh, choices. There's no choices? Oh, I know this, too. Shit. It's something of something. Dude, I know this. <laughs> articles, articles of Confederation. Yes, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Pulled that one out of the old fifth grade history book. My goodness. All right. One... You didn't think I was going to get that, did you? Hey, no, I gave you that one as a gimme, to be honest. So I'm glad you oh, got it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good trivia section there. Jeez. Moving on to uh, pitch, the pitch time of this this podcast. Cody, pitch a sequel, pick a, pitch a mini series, pitch a prequel. What, what, what do you got? Well, I got a sequel for you. Uh, it, it's a damn shame, honestly, that National Treasure 3 didn't happen because the second one is decent. The third one, I think they could have done some big things. Um, and that's what I'm pitching today. So basically, I think the – actually, I, I'm sort of like retconning it. Um, the second one sort of didn't happen in this one, but it, it sort of did at the same time. We just forget about it. So we're going off the ending of this one. And the ending, I think, is actually – it sets it up great for a sequel because – they're super rich and they can do anything and they can go anywhere they want. Um, so yeah, for national treasure three, everybody knows my rule. Somebody's got to die. Uh, you know what? I think it's Riley's time to go. Uh, <laughs> Someone's got to die. All right. Beat him. But yeah, you know, somebody's got to go. Uh, but you know what? He didn't just die of like natural causes. This was a murder. Um, and yeah, I think one of the biggest problems with the sequel was the villain. You know, Ed Harris was all right, but he, he's kind of a good guy at the end. And I, I don't like that at all. So we're going full out, just serial killer. Sean Bean is back, and he is he's back for vengeance. He broke out of prison somehow, and he's coming after the crew. And he already got Riley. Um, and, you know, Nicolas Cage and Diane Kruger are next because they're supposedly together. Uh, however, Sean Bean has also obtained some new info about another treasure hunt. And guess where they're going? The lost city of Atlantis. That's right. National Treasure 3. We're fighting Atlantis. Obviously, uh, they end up teaming up, forgetting about, you know, Sean Bean killing Riley. They actually become buddy-buddy at the end. Um, Yeah, they find Atlantis. They talk to the fish people. And it's going to wrap up the trilogy there. Um, So, yeah, Sean Bean, you know, he's not a good guy at the end. But, you know, he's found his place in life. He was meant to be in Atlantis. His relatives are, are fish people and all of that stuff. So we, we kind of gloss over Riley dying, which is all right, because nobody really cared about that guy anyways. But, uh, yeah, that's my pitch for National Treasure 3. Okay. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about whether there's going to be a National Treasure 3. Uh, it might may or may not still be happening. Who knows? Apparently mm-hmm. there's a National Treasure TV series that's going to be being released on Disney Plus at some point. So, uh 
I'm guessing mm. not featuring the original cast. But yeah, I was gonna say I'll watch it if it's got Nick Cage, but they're not gonna bring him back. My my pitch is twofold. First of all, I like the Atlantis <laughs> idea. Uh, there's an animated oh, yeah. movie, animated Atlantis movie, uh, The Lost City of Atlantis. Let's make Literally. a live action version of that with Nicolas Cage as the lead. Uh, <laughs> he can play the dude with glasses. He might be a little old for it now, but I'd still like to see it happen. And uh, secondarily, my other pitch is just give me the prequel. Give me uh, Christopher Plummer as a young guy. Uh, or maybe even the prequel of like how this treasure uh, gets hidden and all the clues and everything that goes. You could have a little bit of like, a, you could have some flash forwards to the original movie incorporated in the prequel as like as they, they make these clues and they hide them and then show them in conjunction with the way that Nicolas Cage then discovers them and solves them. But I think, you know, just give me the background. What, how did this treasure end up here? How did they build all this? Uh, that, that's my pitch. Otherwise, I, I really don't want to see anything in this universe <laughs> because it's kind of stupid. Yeah. No offense, but that sounds like a snooze fest. But <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, not, not a terrible idea, but uh, sounds a little sleepy. Um, but yeah, I think that was a great pitch session for both of us, personally. Thank you. So uh, now we're going to move on to our rating out of 69. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? My favorite. Cody, what do you give this movie? <laughs> All right, we're going to start it off on a positive here. I'm going, I'm going mid-tier. I mean, this movie's not, it's not good, but I like it. So I'm going somewhere in the middle for me. I can tell you what, what's around this, but I'm going 55 out of 69. That's which I middle. believe. I don't know if that's... Yeah. <laughs> exactly it it's gonna be miles ahead of yours so we got to even out the score here um you know that's somewhere in the middle for me which i think is deserved it's probably around it's probably like a couple notches like five notches below fast five which i think is a perfect spot for it in so that fat fast that five is a 61 oh it was six wow i was dead on see uh, i know my fast five rating off the dome too yeah, higher so- too higher than grown-ups that's fair the, see on these levels it sounds good but we're not going to talk about the other movies around it because those movies are, are in the same category. Well, you put it below Terminator 2 and Palm Springs and Lady Bird, which I agree with. That's fair. You put it below her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 55. I might bump it up for her. No, I think that's a good rating for me. Well, what's your rating? My rating also, uh, it's not at the bottom, but it, it's right below Fast Five for me as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I had fast five at a 46 and I've got this movie at a 44. Um, so, so on our scale, I, I would say it's pretty similar, but uh, better. I, I thought it was a little bit better than the original Spider-Man and a little bit worse than fast five. So it's a, I believe I gave it two and a half stars or maybe three. I think I gave it three stars on letterbox. So uh, 44. Oh, I, don't for even, me. I don't even think I reviewed it on letterbox. I gotta go do that. Damn. Gotta give it a five star. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Um. I don't know if it's a five-star movie, but okay. So 44. So for an average of 49 and a half for the show is our show. Uh, rating. Almost cracked 50. We'll take that. All right. Take that for national treasure. And that, uh, that is our thoughts on national treasure. Uh, before we, I guess, as we move on, Cody, what have you been into recently? Obviously it's been a while since the last <laughs> podcast, but anything specifically you want to talk about or yeah, anything I got you're looking forward to? <laughs> Um, I, I did want to talk quickly about a couple movies that I watched. I, I saw Wind River uh, for the first time, and that's a pretty good movie. Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen. It's got some, I didn't know what it was about at all, 
and it's actually got some super interesting interesting like themes that um i just had no awareness at all so yeah i definitely say check that out um i also saw shang chi probably this was forever ago we haven't talked about it um i i wasn't i'm not like super high on it if i'm being honest i do like it uh especially the first hour i'm a big fan of um but after that it kind of just like lost its kung fu a little bit um but yeah i i still like that movie and then also I watched for the first time uh, the amazing Spider-Man one, which is also not a terrible movie. I didn't hate it. Um, I also, I, I watched snatch for the first time. Have you seen that movie? No, it's, it's like a, it's a British movie guy, Richie early on in his career. Brad Pitt's got a great accent in it. Uh, if you are going to watch it, I'd recommend subtitles. I can't understand half the shit British people say. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely do that but good movie and then the last movie i i watched more recently is prisoners uh because i wanted to see it before dune see what denis had up in up in his tank for that uh yeah i mean dark movie i might be turned around on jake gyllenhaal honestly he's, he's pretty damn good in that movie let's go uh, <laughs> that's that's the first thing i've seen him in where i'm like i i think i might be wrong about gyllenhaal because that, that is ridiculous performance also hugh jackman i mean how did he not win an oscar that is insanity to me. He is a psychopath in that movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just asks those hard questions that uh, you, you don't want to think about. But I, I did like it. I don't know if I'll watch it again uh, anytime a, soon. It's a but, hard movie. Yeah, it's it's a hard movie to watch, but I'll probably revisit it in a couple of years because I think it would be fun to watch it a second time through knowing what happens. Um, but yeah, that, those are my recommendations. Also, so, um, also oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. How, I mean, how, how have I been on the show this long and not talked about Survivor? Uh, <laughs> hey, I've been watching Survivor too. We can, we can yeah, have yeah. A, a season recap if we want. Se- season 41, um, in a word, if I had to describe it, I'd say shit. Um, <laughs> but it, it's had a couple good episodes here and there. They're just doing too much, man. What are these twists? There's, there's 10 twists every episode. There's 50 advantages. I mean, I get, a lot. I get it's modern Survivor, but dude just let the like the show's been on so long for a reason like it's a good method and then just the every every single person brings something different into it the way they're doing it now i mean i'll still watch it so why not but i'm not a big fan of the season uh but yeah that's all my cup uh long list let's hear let's hear your recommendations uh i have also been watching survivor not a big this is the first other than like seasons that i've watched partially with you uh, I'm not like a huge survivor guy, so they definitely are doing a lot. Like there, there are so many advantages and like, if this team does this and this gets found and like, like just like the most complex stuff where like, you're like, I don't even know what's happening now. Like, yeah. or like this person got voted out with an advantage. Like what happens now? Like, and it's, it's very, it's a lot to deal with. Um, also, was it, you've seen like the worst two seasons. I feel like you watch, you watch season 39 with me Yeah, and specifically the episode dealing with like sexual assault where the dude yeah where the dude was like <laughs> and that, up girls. Is, that is the worst season ever of Zerire I think it's up there um so yeah you've seen some stinkers you gotta you gotta check out some of the better seasons because <laughs> yeah. it is a good show but yeah go ahead say um something I did since our last episode as well is I watched the amazing spider-man and the amazing spider-man 2 for the first time as well uh I would say that that first amazing spider-man movie like is is actually very good like 
is underrated. People talk a lot of shit about Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. And the second one's not great. Like, I will say that. But mm-hmm. I think that first one really encapsulates, like, a good Spider-Man movie. And uh, I think it's really successful. Um, I think I I put it as maybe my, my first or second favorite uh, Spider-Man movie ever. So, say shout, shout out to that. Uh, he really does a weird accent in the second movie, which is strange. He literally tries to go to New York, and uh, it does not work as well. Also, they introduce, like... Uh, the billion Harry, Os- Harry Osborne as like a weird creepy yeah but I wish they would have made a third movie you know I I, I would have loved to see the Sinister Six they always they always set up the Sinister Six in a Spider-Man movie and then they stop making them right before uh they're gonna do that so it looks like we're finally gonna get it here in December and I am excited for that uh also check out Dune uh I think probably hopefully next episode on the podcast Cody and I can have a more extended discussion about Dune and what we think about it Uh, I don't want to spoil anything but I think it's a really good movie it is a part one of part two of two parts potentially Uh, it's already been greenlit I think yeah they they officially have greenlit it uh for 2023 but it, it definitely feels unfinished is my biggest complaint about it uh but it is stunning so and my favorite movie so far this year that I've seen. Uh, in New York, I, I got to check out a movie called The uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is something that Carter talked about. And I think maybe you talked about on our last episode as potential Oscar contender. Uh, I would definitely say it is an Oscar contender. Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield, uh, speaking of Andrew Garfield again, acting their asses off in this movie. Uh, the movie itself is okay, but definitely some great acting and some fantastic uh, costume and makeup design throughout uh also watched venom let there be carnage uh not a great movie not better than the first venom in my opinion i think the cgi looks actually really sick and i think carnage looks awesome but in terms of storyline and just like everything else that goes in this movie is just not very good it's just dumb wasn't it it really short it's a cool 90 minutes which like i enjoyed the fact like okay if i'm gonna see something stupid it's only for 90 minutes i know uh my roommate austin was talking about how he wished uh, we would have gotten more to then try and expand the story and make it better. But I think they just, they gave us what we needed and any more time would have just been wasted. My life wasted. So uh, I will say that. Um, also just, you know, continue to go see movies. I'm looking forward to a few that are coming out. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the last duel and they already pulled it out of theaters, which kind of sucks because it made like 4 million, but I've heard really good things yeah. from the people that have seen it. Like Jake saw it. Um, some people that I think, I think Carter went to go see it. Some people that I podcast, I listened to went to go see it and they all enjoyed it. It's just, uh, nobody wanted to go see it because of poor marketing or whatever, but still a lot of great movies coming out. Uh, last night in Soho, not getting the best reviews, but it's out Eternals next weekend. Uh, don't look up coming out in December. A lot of, a lot of good things on the horizon. So continue to be on the lookout. Eternals isn't getting good reviews either. No, that's got like a 59% around tomatoes. It, it's still very early. There's only like 113 reviews, but uh, I know the big complaint there is that there's not like a good, strong villain, which you know, MCU movies never do. But yeah. I think, and one ex- as expansive as this, uh, it's bound to happen. I, I, I do want to ask you a question. What, what were your final thoughts on What If before we? Oh, yeah. I had that um in my list as well i just skipped over uh i mean for the concept i i do like the series as a whole um i wish they didn't cut out that gamora episode 
because that looked like a good episode. Uh, the finale, I, I, I'm not sure what to think about it. I liked the episode before it with Ultron just, you know, taking on all these uh, multiverses. But the finale, I thought, was just a cut and dry classic MCU thing that they would do. Uh, I mean, there are some standout episodes, obviously. The, the Doctor Strange one was really good. Um, the, uh, oh, I don't even know. What, what were some other good episodes? I think that Doctor Strange one is by far the best one. There was a couple, like, decent. I think, I thought the murder mystery one was okay. Yeah, that um, one's all right. I really, I did not like the Killmonger episode. I thought the way they handled this I didn't character either. was really bad and not true to, like, his character. Captain Carter was was fine but it was literally just like a shot by shot recreation of the first yeah. avenger um so I, I didn't like the thor one either i thought the thor one was stupid yeah i i think it probably all in all had more bad episodes than good episodes if i were to say like um but i don't I like know. the concept of the show though. i think i would i didn't know going in that they were going to do like a story that was across the entire season um yeah. and i i did like that they did that i think to a certain extent they didn't quite they weren't the most successful with it but um all in all I, I enjoyed what they tried to do and as an animated show that probably won't have severe repercussions for the mcu like you didn't need to watch it i, I, I think all in all like it, it was decent and um it's not a big deal like you don't they're 30 minute episodes if one of them is bad it's it's not the end of the world so. yeah I, I think the next season they do will, will be a lot better honestly yeah i think this is a good starting point they definitely were rushing a little bit and had some code yeah. issues i don't know um i will say uh book of boba book of boba fett trailer dropped today what are you what, thoughts on that i didn't even see it i i saw that it dropped and i i looked for it for like 10 seconds i didn't even search it i <laughs> i just didn't see it on any of my Scroll twitter for two two swipes up not there <laughs> i also i haven't seen the mandalorian so you know i gotta catch oh, up on all that true. stuff yeah, you, you do that as a Star Wars fan. You really gotta who's gotta get who's on that playing game. Boba Fett? I don't even know. Tamara Morrison, the same guy who played Django. Oh, is it? I thought they replaced him. Okay, no. I, I actually might watch that then because I like that actor. But what do you think about the trailer? What what does Boba Fett do? Does he kill some people or something? Well, as there's a spoiler here, do you? <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna watch the trailer anyways. I mean, well, okay, so. I guess it says it in the trailer, so you're going to get... Sp- At the end of The Mandalorian, in the post credit scene, he goes to Jabba's palace and kills Jabba. Oh, yeah. I, I actually saw that already. Yeah, he, he's the new Jabba's palace. So, like, that's what the movie's about. Him and, like, uh, him. Him and the he's- chick from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his whole thing is he's not ruling by fear. He's, like, trying to be, like, a fair leader and have a code, and it's, like, him uh, navigating, like, the political side of him, like, ruling Tatooine, and I don't know. Ming- Ming-Na Wen. It looks Ming-Na interesting. Wen. I don't... I would prefer just another season of the Mandalorian, honestly, over this, but it does seem like uh, the Mandalorian character is going to be in this in some capacity. So that's cool. You know, talking about this just makes you want to watch agents of shield again. So I don't know <laughs> if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but probably a bad thing. Nah, that's um, a good show. <laughs> looking forward. Um, we're going to try and continue, keep this up weekly episodes. Uh, try bear to with stay us. more consistent. Bear yeah. with us if there are any breaks. And I apologize again for our extended break here. But I appreciate you coming back and listening. Uh, I've got some ideas for some some more things like we did in our last episode of kind of switching yeah. things up and not sticking with the same format. But we're definitely going to continue to have guests on and continue to talk about movies that we like. So uh, if you want to come on, let us know, as we, as we always say. And if you have any ideas for 
you know, coming on and doing something different, you're, you're welcome to pitch those to us and we, we'd love to have you. So uh, that being said, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks.